Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's July 24, 2019, and this is episode 669. conclude the 2019 Complete Namibia Tour and Workshop Travelogue series as we head into the Itosha National Park for a final four days ending this year's tour. As I mentioned last week, Namibia is having a pretty nasty drought this year, so the wildlife dynamic was somewhat different from a typical year, but I'm a firm believer in being presented with fresh opportunities when something is taken away from us. And Atosha this year was no exception, as you'll see in some of today's 10 images. We started our Atosha experience with a game drive in our lodge's private reserve, which is actually adjacent to the park. And they explained to us that they had made a decision to bring in some grass to feed their white rhino population. They were worried about our reaction to this, but the way I see it, There are enough rotten humans out there taking these magnificent creatures away from us that I'm totally okay with the good guys helping them to stay alive during this hard year. You can actually see the grass in this image with a young male rhino getting feisty and throwing his weight around with an older, more cautious female rhino. The last of the evening sun was still falling on the scene at this point, giving us that beautiful golden light and I increased my ISO a little to 1600 to give me an 800th of a second exposure, which helped to freeze that line of grass that the rhinos kicked up in their squabble. As the sun continued on its path, taking it below the horizon, the light lost its colour, making this next image almost completely black and white. This is the same young male rhino who just kept running around, picking up dust, and generally giving the other young rhino a hard time. It's great to see these animals with their horns, as many reserves are dehorning them in a bid to keep the poachers away, although there is now some debate as to the effectiveness of this practice. Seeing these animals with their horns, though, is one of the major benefits of using the lodge that we stay at for the first two nights in Itosha. Of course, I support any measures that the people take in the fight against poachers, as long as it doesn't involve rich people with guns. In this next image from inside the Atosha National Park the following day, you'll see that some parts of the park were completely barren of any grasses for the animals. This is the same area that was a grassy plain last year, so the animals are struggling. But... The dust that these zebras kicked up adds a lot of atmosphere to this shot, in my opinion. This is one of the bonuses that I believe we were presented with in place of the grasses that can also look very beautiful. I processed this in such a way that the dust actually looks a little brighter than it was in reality, giving it a slight glow, complementing the graphically stunning zebra. I just love it when there is something that helps us to see the air in a photograph. It really does literally add atmosphere to an image. The processing was just a few deftly tweaks to the tone curve in Capture One Pro, 
Nothing difficult, but very effective in my opinion. Another thing that I like to do is to get in close and try to make semi-abstract images of the young zebra among their parent guardians. I generally don't like to cut off elements in the frame as I've done with the zebra in this shot, but when the subject is so obviously that young zebra right there, I think the tight crop can also work, even though the main subject is also cut off along his behind and back legs. Note too that I was using an aperture of f11 for most of these shots, to give myself a slightly wider depth of field than most people use for wildlife, giving separation between the animals while enabling me to get a one thousandth of a second shutter speed here with ISO 1600. These are my golden settings for most of the work we do in Etosha, as I like that depth of field for wildlife. You might also notice that the zebra here are backlit, which some people will shy away from, but using the shadows slider in Capture One Pro or Lightroom enables us to see nicely into the darker areas of the frame without making it look too unnatural, and I love the rim light on the young zebra's back. On our third day in Etosha, we drove through the park from east to west, and as you can see, there was more vegetation on the west side. With that, many of the animals had made their way across the park, although water was still scarce, causing the animals, like the springbok, to walk across the plains to the scattered waterholes. In the background of this shot, you can hopefully make out a very faint, pale grey body of land behind the horizon of grass. That is the large salt flats of a now mostly dried up lake across the north of the park. This tree is also a relatively rare thing to see, with just a few of them out on these plains alone like that, so I thought it made a nice additional element. I actually have a few other frames with many more springbok in them, but I prefer this one with the spacing between the fewer animals. It might not come across in the web-sized image, but I've had this shot as my desktop background on my iMac Pro since I got home, and I really like the atmosphere, as though I'm back in Etosha looking out across the plains. Note that I changed my aperture to f14 for this shot, to get just a little bit more depth of field. Although at 234mm, that doesn't give me pan focus. I used a tool called Raw Digger to check my focus distance and see that I was focusing at around 110 meters, and I can tell from my photographer's friend iOS app that at f14, that still has limited depth of field of around 100 meters. My app also tells me that I would need to stop down my aperture to f36 to get pan focus, where everything from my focus area to infinity is sharp, but my lens doesn't stop down that far, and I'd be struggling with diffraction at that aperture too. It's really not an issue of course, as I feel that the distant subjects like the animals and the lone tree being slightly out of focus help to show us what the image is about and provide a better sense of depth than we would have if everything was totally sharp. 
a moment or two after I shot the previous image, the last of these springbok probably decided that we were a possible threat and ran across the road behind our vehicle. I was able to photograph one of them in the air as they leapt, probably the best side of five metres in a single bound. This is another reason why I like to keep my camera set up with a relatively fast shutter speed. Moments earlier, I'd stopped down to f14 for a little more depth of field, and because I shoot in manual mode most of the time, I didn't have time to change this as the springbok took flight. But I had still kept my shutter speed relatively fast at an 800th of a second, in case something like this happened. Although I like to keep my episodes down to 10 images, I'm going to throw in a bonus image here, as I was able to photograph another image pair while we were still moving as our vehicle came to a halt, resulting in enough parallax shift between the two images to be able to view it in 3D. If you are able to go cross-eyed at the right distance to the point where the two images align in just the right way, please do give this a try. The distance that you need to be from your screen depends on the person and the size at which you're viewing the image. If you open the image in a wide browser window, you should be able to get it pretty big and try moving your head closer and further away. It can be tricky and only around 50% of the people that I show these images can actually align them perfectly to get a 3D image. But if you're able to go cross-eyed, please do try. The degree to which you cross your eyes is also really important, but you can possibly actually see the images start to align as you adjust your eyes until they fall into place. Note that I also added my logo and had a bit of fun placing it in the foreground in the image so that it looks like it's almost in line with that foreground bush in 3D space. Around mid-morning on our final full day in Itosha, we came across a pride of lions that were having a bit of a rest. Another bonus of the dry weather is that the grass would usually be substantially higher blocking our view of this mighty cat as he slumbers like a kitten. I think this is probably one of my favourite shots from the trip, simply due to the serenity and peacefulness that I see in this image. I've done a bit of cloning to remove some large dark clumps of vegetation from the foreground and a rock in the background, and I've also brought out the shadows a little. I see from my EXIF data that I had the 1.4 times extender fitted to my 100-400mm EF lens, although I was only zoomed in a tad to 420mm. I've continued to be very happy with the performance and image quality of the EOS R as I've shot my entire Namibia tour with two of these wonderful new mirrorless cameras from Canon. A very close second favourite image from the trip is this shot of another lion that was using a fallen tree as a pillow for his morning nap. You can tell by the way his mouth has fallen open that this lion was completely out of it, totally relaxed and unthreatened. He did wake up for a few minutes and I have some shots of that too, 
but then he went straight back to sleep again for a while longer. The vegetation in this shop was a little too busy to try and clean it up, so I left this one as it is, but again opened up the shadows a little with the shadow slider in Capture One Pro. Although it's nice to get action shots or dynamic poses, I have to admit, I'm often more attracted to photographs like this that give us a little bit of insight into what you might consider the private life of these awesome animals. If my memory serves me correctly, and there's no telling if it does or not, I believe the lion in this next shot is the first one that we looked at that was sprawled out in the grass when we found this pride. In fact, I seem to remember photographing the one using the log as a pillow right until we drove away from this spot, so I think I'm correct. Here again, we're on the shadow side of the subject, but the shadow slider served me well, enabling us to see this almost regal-looking lion as he peers at something in the distance. I love how the colour of his eyes matches his mane and also the grasses in the background of this shot. It's not hard to imagine why lions are the colour they are when you see them in their environment like this. I had opened up my aperture to f10 to allow the background to go a little softer in the shallower depth of field. I was also still using my 1.4x extender fitted to the 100-400mm lens, but for this shot I had zoomed in as far as it would go, to 560mm. Shortly after the lions we passed by a waterhole with some elephants having a drink. This was one of the last ones to leave, but for some reason was purposefully stirring up the dark grey mud from the bottom of the waterhole and drinking that. Once again, I went back to my Itosha F11 for this shot, and as you can see, that gives me a nice amount of blur in the background while keeping the entire elephant sharp. Speaking of which, I love the texture on these elephants' skin, and I had initially enjoyed the contrast between the grey and the warm-coloured background but I eventually settled on this black and white version, which I feel reduces the photograph down to its more essential elements, rather than having my attention grabbed by the background colour. So that brings us to the end of the 10 photographs for this episode, and to the end of the travelogue series. As usual, at the end of the trip, I recorded a few comments from the participants, which I'll play to you now. So here we are at the end of the 2019 Complete Namibia Tour and Workshop and I'm sitting here with some of the guests. We're going to record a few comments. The moon has just come up. It's a lovely evening overlooking Vinhook and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what everybody's got to say. So do you want to tell people who you are and where you're from, Carl? Yeah, so I'm Carl. I'm here with my wife, Lindsay. We're from uh, Los Angeles, California. And uh, I have to say, we had just a fantastic trip. I mean, Namibia is really a special place. There's so much to see, and the people are so friendly and warm. Um, our guide, uh, Jeremiah, was he was awesome. We couldn't have asked for more. Um, Martin was great. He was always helpful, um, put our needs first, made sure we got the shots we needed, was there to answer all our questions. And I... Uh, wanted to give some highlights but it's hard to pick it was almost all highlights it was it was just fantastic so thanks martin 
Thank you, Carl. Hi, I'm Lindsay, Carl's wife. Um, so first I just want to thank Martin for all of his help on location and providing processing tutorials along the way. Uh, I want to mention our guide, uh, Jeremiah, also uh, his knowledge and he was just amazing. He was an outstanding guide. He put his heart into showing us his country and was able to anticipate our needs before we were. Mm. Uh, the food was absolutely delicious and so many choices were available. There were long drives, some on gravel roads, but this gave us the opportunity to see firsthand the changing landscape. I can say Nam Namibia is a big country and we saw a lot of it. The highlights for me were photographing the flamingos on a very foggy morning. That was amazing. <laughs> the Milky Way uh, in the quiver tree forest and the eerie but gorgeous buildings filling with sand in the German diamond mining town. Of course, the wildlife was awesome and we had some hearty belly laughs over the honey badger. <laughs> I look forward to the snow monkey trip when we retire in a few years. Uh, Thank I, you. I'm looking forward to doing it with you. So my name is Nora. I'm from Canada. Um, this is probably the second trip I've done with Martin. First time I've been... Third. Oh, it's the third. Yes, because I was in Greenland with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so this is the first time I've been to Africa. So this is a totally new experience for me. Um, the Namibian people were charming and wonderful and humorous. Um, the first half of the trip, which is predominantly landscape, every day there was a highlight, um, but the animals and the wildlife in the last half were so interesting. And it was interesting not to, just to photograph the animals, but interesting behaviors. And much of that was due to the knowledge of a superb guide, Jeremiah. Mm. It was a superb trip. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nora. So. Eric. Hi, I'm Eric from uh, UK. This is our first time to Namibia and the first time with, uh, with Martin Bailey. Uh, I have to say it was an absolutely outstanding trip. Uh, Martin's, uh, uh, Martin's guide on his site says the complete Namibia and boy was it that. We hit some great locations. Martin in con conjunction with Jeremiah were absolutely superb. Uh, they guided us not to the locations, but to um, photographic techniques, and we've really got something out of this trip. We've hit deserts, we've hit wildlife, we've hit people, we've hit trees, we've hit shipwrecks. It's just been, as it says on the tin, the complete Namibia in one trip. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you, Harry. Hi, I'm Jill. I'm Eric's wife, also from the UK. and. Uh, Different to the other people, I'm not a photographer, so it was an interesting experience for me. I draw and uh, I'm interested in visual art, uh, so it was really interesting for me to see all the photographs that these guys have taken and how different they all are, and, and it's been a fabulous trip, and I think everybody has said what I was going to say anyway, so I won't <laughs> say it again. <laughs> well, your drawings were absolutely stunning, the ones that I saw, so I'm, I'm glad that you made something of the locations that you were able to sit down and draw um, and everyone you know I I know that it's uh, it's a big trip and I, I really thank you for getting the time to come and travel with me and thank you for your kind words and I hope to travel with each of you again at some point uh, so really thank you so much and uh, have a safe journey home tomorrow when you well for you guys the day after but yeah so really thank you so much it's been a complete pleasure and I hope to do it again sometime 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was lovely hearing from everybody again there, five weeks on after we got back from this wonderful trip. If you are interested in joining me for either my 2020 or 2021 complete Namibia tour and workshop, I have a few places still left open on both tours, and you can find details of each tour at mbp.ac slash Namibia 2020 and 2021 respectively. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. If you sometimes prefer to read my posts, consider subscribing as an MVP Pro, which includes a beautifully laid out ebook with each episode I release, among other things, of course. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbadephotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. Thank you.